Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's it's just a travesty. The war on women just continues. And in Texas, uh, you know, where they're screaming about my body, my choice, and you can't make me wear a mask and you can't make my children wear a mask to school. Uh, obviously, don't honor my body, my choice when it comes to women. <sighs> I, I can't oh handle the phrase the war on the war on women continues. <sighs> The demagoguery is just, it's so obvious and so tired at this go, point. Go, go to your, lo- your local university. The, the majority of kids there are, 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 are women. Go to your law school. Go to your grad school. Go to what, the war on women. Anyway, uh, aside from that, so the most restrictive abortion law in many, many, many decades take effect in Texas today. A lot of people thought the Supreme Court would step in last night and 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 stop it and say, whoa, 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 let, let's take a look at this first. But on a 5-4 decision, for reasons Joe is going to explain in a little bit, because Joe almost went to law school. Mm, very close. Oh, just this close. Uh, the, uh, the conservative justices who hate women uh, decided to let the Texas law stand for, uh, for a little while. But before we get into the legal nitty-gritty on that, I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they had their female law professor with their frizzy hair, the frizzy hair of the, uh, of the socialist. <laughs> um, she she said, "What's clearly true is that we have a Supreme Court that does not believe women should have rights." Oh, that's obviously the case. <laughs> well, ob- let's start with the freedom of speech. <laughs> All the time. Come on. <laughs> I kid, ladies. I kid. I love you. Oh, there's something else that woman just said. What did she say there? The the, the warm one. Oh, and then the mask thing and all that sort of stuff. I. Uh, I know this is well-trod ground, <laughs> but wh- why can't we come to the conclusion that um, whether you, uh, wh- whichever side of it you're on, just understand the other side's position, okay? One side believes it's all about the woman's choice. The other side believes, hey, the person inside there is a human being. What about their choice? Okay? Right. Now, you can choose which side you want, but don't... Act or in what degree. Or sure. in what degree, but quit acting like the other side of the argument doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. I know. But that would really hurt fundraising and getting people to the polls. The other side are extremist lunatics. So, anyway, here's what you need to understand about the Supreme Court, the uh, the non-decision, essentially. They refused just before midnight Wednesday to block that Texas law that prohibits most abortions as of around the six-week mark when you can detect a fetal heartbeat. Because they hate women. Exactly. That's what they said. No, actually, it had nothing to do with that. And they didn't. And they quite specifically said, we are not ruling on the constitutionality or unconstitutionality of this law at all. Here's Jack, you used the term legal nitty gritty, and and it's all about that. The Texas law is kind of weird. And we talked about this at length earlier. We'll kind of summarize it uh, this time around. But uh, you can always grab the podcast if you miss a segment of the show at armstrongandgetty.com. Anyway, so this Texas law is designed so that instead of the legislature writes a law, governor signs it, then the cops enforce it, the government enforces it, instead of that, it says private citizens should find out if somebody's given abortions after that fetal heartbeat period, and they, the private citizen, should sue the abortion provider. 
for doing that. And if indeed they win the lawsuit, they get $10,000 plus legal costs. So you're deputizing the citizenry to enforce a law, which is reminiscent, uh, Californians will recognize this, of the Unruh provision, I think it's called, that uh, in the ADA lawsuit deal, which has become a giant extortion racket. Private citizens go in and they say, yeah, your blue line isn't painted bright enough in your parking lot, so I'm going to sue you for mm, $30,000. Or you can write me a check for 15 and I'll go away. So it's become an extortion racket. And I, I, I agree uh, that an, uh, you know, a guardrail being an eighth of an inch too low is different from a guy performed an abortion. No. I mean, it's, there's, there's a hell of a lot more gray area in the ADA stuff. But That's a heck of an enforcement mechanism for a law. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. And I don't I don't love it, honestly. Uh, in fact, I don't I don't like it at all. No, uh, no. You get, get to where Americans are. And I know a lot of you listening are not where most of Americans are. But most of Americans are OK with abortion being legal first trimester. They're not agree. Uh, OK with it. Second and third. That's where most Americans are. I don't understand why we can't get to that position. And then if you want to be an activist and argue for, you know, taking it back further. OK, fine. But why can't we get to that position? Well, a lot of politicians don't want to get to that position. So getting back to the Supreme Court thing, just for a, one more minute, the majority opinion was one paragraph. It was a long paragraph, but one paragraph which said essentially the app, the emergency application to the court hadn't really dealt with the complex and novel procedural questions because... They they were suing in the wrong way because the state wasn't going to be enforcing this. So it's a really weird legal situation. And the majority said, um, uh, we're not going to stay the law while we figure this stuff out. Now, some people have said, and I don't think it's a crazy opinion, this law is so odd and the Supreme Court is so obviously flummoxed a little bit by it. Why not say let's hold off on enforcing it till we get to the bottom of it? If yeah, but, if, if it had gone five four the other way, I w- my reaction would have been okay. I get that they got we got to figure this out if that's if this makes sense. This sort of enforcement mechanism for a law. But the majority said essentially the uh, legislature legislature passed it. The governor signed it. It's the law, and when it gets to us, we'll deal with it. But we're not going to do like a, a preemptive blow in the whistle on it. If you think abortion rights are way too loose, I do, um, and most of America does, like by big majorities, including among Democrats, that is going to reach the Supreme Court next year, almost certainly. That is going to be dealt with, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be this particular Texas law, I don't think. Yeah, the chief justice who joined with the liberal branch of the court said, although the court denies the applicant's request for emergency relief today, the court's order is emphatic in making clear it cannot be understood as sustaining the constitutionality of the law at issue. So when people make the argument like that woman we just heard from was Kathy Kleinfeld, Houston Reproductive Services, when she makes... Again, the frizzy hair of the socialist on her head, proudly. (laughs) Doesn't even hide it. (laughs) Um... When she says stuff like, it's so hypocritical, you say, my body, my choice, I'm not wearing a mask, but you believe this? Did they, what, what's what's the breakdown? To me, that's completely logical. She thinks that's a drop the mic, oh, how are you going to top that? And it, to me, it makes no sense whatsoever. 
Right. You're overlooking the enormous point you made earlier. The fetus gets a say. Right. So so does she not agree that, okay, let's go way further down the road, way past six weeks, couple months. And you've all seen, if you've had a kid, you've seen the, uh, the, the what do they call them, sonograms? Yeah. Um, you've seen them. There's a person in there. You can see their feet and their arms and their legs and their head and their heartbeat and everything like that. Um, so she just doesn't believe that's a person? That's her thing? I don't know. I'd have to ask her. I know there are some people on that side of the issue who believe uh, abortion ought to be legal up until uh, five minutes before the kid is born or even after. That's insane. That's absolutely yes. insane. And well, they're murderers. The vast majority of Americans agree that that's insane. I mean, it would the, be 98%. Yeah. The vast majority of Democrats agree that's insane. So why we can't deal with that is, is just, well, like I said, it's because. Politicians are so freaking cynical, they'd rather have the issue to get votes and fundraise than actually solve something that almost everybody agrees with. Very frustrating. Oh, my God. The Democratic Party would be absolutely, well, murdered uh, contribution-wise if they didn't have the abortion issue to demagogue. Marching and screeching in front of the Supreme Court, wearing their handmaid's tails outfits and warning that uh, Neil, uh, the, the Judge Kavanaugh is going to come into your home and molest your daughters and the rest of it. It's just, it's, it's a fundraising thing. I think, I think the Biden presidency, I think the Biden White House is pretty happy about two stories that came in the last 24 hours. One, I think they seeded the clouds over Louisiana and New York to have this big storm to talk about. And two, I think they're very happy. They, they they paid off the Supreme Court to have a controversial abortion ruling. So everybody talk about that. <laughs> the second one I'll buy. The first one went beyond conspiracy theories. That was into magic beans territory. <laughs> <laughs> but Biden just, I, I said that because Biden's just addressing somebody about Hurricane Ida or the storm, which, which I get the storms mixed up. It rained three inches in one hour in New York. Last night. Three inches in one hour. Just astonishing. And then Chuck Schumer said that we need to recognize the existential threat that climate change is. Um, Oh, boy. (laughs) Drought in the west, rain in the east, cold in the north, heat in the south. It's all climate change. All of it. Every time. You would think that we could come up with a way they got way too much water there. Not enough water here. Some system of gutters or pipes, something. Or raise the country up on hydraulic lifts, like I have suggested. I was looking at all that water rushing through, I think, the Newark airport. Um, just rushing through the airport. I mean, it's just like the airport was flooding. Bags were floating around. Um, I was thinking if you could get a pipe from that airport to my farm, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. It's 3,000 yeah. miles, but... So Lack of imagination. Exactly. Lack of will. <laughs> we need to join together. Into magic, into magic bean territory on that theory. <laughs> eh, you know what we haven't talked about, and I think it's really interesting, is the uh, what's going to happen going forward in Afghanistan conversation. Uh, there were some good reports uh, on that yesterday. The, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who looks like he's straight out of central casting for a general, um, said, yeah, we're going to have to cooperate with the Taliban probably going forward. Uh, so we can touch on that before the end of the show. Whatever you want. We got all sorts of good stuff. Don't go away. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Coming up, the list of the most reviled college team nicknames. And one of the teams on that list is refusing to give up their awful, hateful mascot. Stay with us. Okay. Um, we ought to talk about that drug. Well, they got a couple of drugs we need to talk about for take it for the COVID. Maybe hit that in a second. That are getting poorly covered in the press, as so often happens. Um, there have been four recalls of governors in the entire history of the United States. Successful recalls. Mm, in the okay. entire history of the entire country of every state, four times has it ever happened where governors have been recalled, and we might end up with here in a week and a half, two of them being in California in the last 20 years. Hmm. So it doesn't happen very often, but California being the wacky state that it is, it would be uh, you know leading the way for jerking this way, then jerking that way. And But so there's an article in the L.A. Times today. Uh, you could summarize this way. Um, I'm reading from Twitter. Somebody summarized it for me, but I read the article. Apparently, it is the fault of white supremacists and Nazis that the current governor of California, who is white, is at risk of losing a recall election to a man who is black because we live in weird times. Wow. So they're going to recall what, you know, so he's 50-some and white, so he'd be an old white man. Going to recall an old white man. replacing Extremely wealthy, too. Yep. You know, there you go. Since birth. Millionaires and billionaires. Going to recall a rich, old white man. Replace him with a black man, and that is the work of Nazis and white supremacists. Okay, if you say so. Well, there's a lot of times for you. Just beautiful. Uh, let's see. So, uh, where's the other one I wanted to do? Oh, Bri- briefly, just because I don't know if enough people have heard this. What's that drug that Joe Rogan's taken and a variety of people are taking for fighting the COVID? Ivermectin. Ivermectin. So... I've been not paying attention to this story because I'm just so sick of it. You, I didn't feel like doing the homework of figuring it out, and I know how much I'm lied to by the media. But so what I've been hearing through the mainstream media is dumb, red America, Trump supporters are taking a, a drug that's only used for deworming horses because they think it's going to help with... The COVID, because they're God, so they're stupid, so and, they, stupid. and they watch Fox News, and they're just morons. And it wasn't until this morning that I saw Byron York of the Washington Examiner say, hey, I'd just like to point out that millions and millions of lives have been saved around the world by this drug, human being lives, and that the inventors of it won a Nobel Prize. So it's not completely crazy that you would take this drug around COVID because it's been used around other things. Yeah, there have been some people who, like, got it from their vet and thought, I will take this, not realizing that, well, they don't weigh a 1,000 pounds like a horse, so you have to be extremely careful with the dosing and the rest of it. Don't take animal medicine, folks. But no, the drug itself is, again, prescribed for millions of humans. Do take horse medication. If you're so dumb, you're going to take the medication designed for a horse. (laughs) We're better off without you. Don't breed and don't contribute to the weakening of the herd. Oh, you moron. Cold, cold oh. practical attitude. There. But the media is reporting as if anybody using that drug is an idiot. Well, now there's a new one out. Brazilian viper venom may become a tool to, in the fight against the coronavirus. It, it, they did a test, and it, it inhibited the virus's ability to multiply in monkey cells by 75%. So, well, it's good enough for me. How about you give your monkey your horse's medicine, see if that cures it. My monkey has worms, which has just been a nightmare cleanup. 
Oh, my God. Did you actually just say that? <laughs> All right, so coming up, the woke eat their own. Just absolutely beautiful. The four most repugnant nicknames in college sports, according to a poll, uh, include the Florida State University's uh, Osceola and Renegade, the, the, the mascots, the four most objectionable mascots. San Diego State's Aztec Warrior, tip of the cap, San Diego State. University of Hawaii at Manoa's Villy the Warrior. And the Notre Dame Leprechaun. The Notre Dame Leprechaun. Is in fourth place, most objectionable mascots, uh, and they went after Notre Dame. Said you got to get rid of it. And Notre Dame responded rather strongly and eloquently, and I absolutely love it. That's the little Irish guy with his fists up. Exactly. Come and get the a com- piece of me, will ya? The combative, probably drunk Irishman. <laughs> a cliche, hurtful to my people. You want it's a pro- piece of me, do you? You want a piece of me? It's probably cultural appropriation as well. I'm offended on three or four different levels. I've got to recount. <laughs> But we'll explain why they're hanging on to that. Plus, uh, going forward in Afghanistan, how weird's it going to be being allies with the Taliban? Oh, Lord. Are we actually going to do that? The, the SecDef kind of jumped in and said, ah, we haven't got the plans made yet. But more on that oh, coming please. up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And we wanted to tell you about this. A woman was recently kicked off a Spirit Airlines flight to Fort Lauderdale because she sat down on the plane and immediately lit up a cigarette. Flight attendants said they smelled the smoke and because it was Spirit Airlines, they were just relieved it wasn't the engine falling off again. (laughs) Wow. Well, yeah. You don't need that kind of publicity. I can't. Not. I can't believe we didn't get to this story till now. I had it earlier and I forgot about it. China has banned effeminate men from television. <laughs> Broadcasters are are to put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics on television. We'll get yeah. to, get to, <laughs> we'll get to more of the details of this coming up. All right. So uh, speaking of manly, manly men. Um, Mentioned to you the four most objectionable mascots in college football, which include uh, Florida State, San Diego, University of Hawaii, and, of course, the Notre Dame stupid, drunk, unemployable fighting Irish. <laughs> and I say that as a man of substantially Irish heritage. That's right. You have um, to say that to cover. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I'm a, I'm a hater. So in an email to uh, the, the, the paper or something, the, the Notre Dame official said, it is worth noting that there is no comparison between Notre Dame's nickname and mascot and the Indian and warrior names and mascots used by other institutions, et cetera, et cetera. And they make a pretty good point. None of these institutions were founded or named by Native Americans who are s- seeking to highlight their heritage by using names and symbols associated with their people. Notre Dame was. Our symbols stand as a celebratory representation of a genuine Irish heritage at Notre Dame, a heritage that we regard with respect, loyalty, and affection. Um, Notre Dame uh, offered a history lesson. They said, fighting Irish began as a term used by other schools to mock its athletic teams. 
At this time, anti-Catholicism and anti-immigrant sentiment were strong. There was a tremendous amount of anti-Irish bigotry because Notre Dame was largely populated by ethnic Catholics, mostly Irish, but also Germans, Italians, Poles. The university was a natural target for ethnic slurs. At one football game in 1899, Northwestern students chanted, Kill the Fighting Irish! As the school's football team gained national prominence in the early 1900s, journalists began using the phrase in their stories. Soon, Notre Dame supporters took it up, turning what was once an epithet into an in-your-face expression of triumph. And the Fighting Irish nickname was made official in 1927 uh, by the head of the university. The leprechaun, the school said, is symbolic of the Fighting Irish and intentionally a caricature, noting that the character began as an English dig at the Irish people, which Irish Americans chose to use as a way to recognize the determination of the Irish people and symbolically the university's athletes. That is So quit telling us to change our mascot or we'll punch you in your mouth. Well, that is really interesting, but I don't really like origin stories that back up your decision like that one any more than I like origin stories that are problematic. Because what does it mean now? Because otherwise you end up with a situation like that rock. So somebody, that rock in Wisconsin, because yeah. somebody used a racist <laughs> slur about it 100 years ago, now you have to get rid of it. Is there anybody bothered by the rock currently? I think that should be the question on everything. Is anybody currently bothered? Are most Native Americans currently bothered by there being a Florida Seminoles? I don't care what the origin was. Is anybody right. currently bothered by it? And right. no, very few people are. Uh, there, are plenty, there are plenty of uh, white college kids in grad classes who are offended on behalf of Native Americans. Or, I'm sorry, or they're performing like they're offended. They're right. pretending. Have yeah. you ever met a single person in your life who is offended by the fighting Irish symbol? No, absolutely not. No. Although I will point out, though, in response to your, your, your screed there, that they were approached and told you ought to lose the nickname because. And they said, no, we're absolutely not. We're proud of it. We like it. So that's the only reason they addressed it. How does even a conversation like this get started with all the things yeah. there are to deal with in the world? So uh, very briefly, did you did you follow the story of Rachel Nichols on ESPN? She's arguably the, the best-known NBA reporter and television host. She had a private conversation with a friend that was inadvertently recorded to a camera, sent back to ESPN, and somebody released that conversation, which is really scumbaggery. Mm-hmm. But in that conversation, she expressed uh, frustration that she'd been passed over for a job in favor of a black woman, and she said, I think it's because they've got such a screwed-up history of uh, of uh, race relations at ESPN, they felt like they had to. Which, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. The Black woman in question took offense at it. She protested. Everybody got up in arms. Ms. Nichols was passed over for a job, then booted off her own job, and and then let go eventually, okay, for this great offense. Um, turns out, and and this is on the topic of the uh, the woke left eating itself. Turns out this gal Nichols had been a real activist, um, like. Uh, encouraging the NBA to move its 2017 All-Star game out of Charlotte due to North Carolina's oppressive, oppressive transgender uh, bathroom bill. There's nothing like the threat of losing a sporting event that moves politicians to reconsider. And she pushed that shit, and she's hammered that sort of thing, woke idiocy, over and over again, and she just got eaten by it. So, fine. I, you know, I, I shed uh, just a slight tear that you're screwed out of your job, um, but, you know, you, you reaped what you sowed. 
So it's interesting bring up bring up the bathroom thing. That reminds me. So over the weekend, I needed a new pair of jeans. My favorite pair of jeans, the crotch ripped out in, like a big Urgh. hole ripped out in the crotch. And it was pointed out to me by someone, hey, there's a giant hole in your crotch. Oh, boy. And, I mean, you could, I mean, it was like three inches in diameter. And, I mean, and you could see, like, you know, right to my underwear and part of my leg. Was, I was going to say, I'm assuming and praying you were wearing some sort of undergarment. So I really like these jeans. So actually, over the weekend, or was your schwanz just hanging out? <laughs> so when I so so over the weekend, I bought a sewing kit at CVS. Nice. And I and I sewed up the hole in my jeans. Wow, old school way to go! But apparently, I didn't use thick enough thread because I'm going to uh, uh, the hospital to visit someone. And I get in my car and I lift my leg up to get up in my truck and it rips open the hole again. Ah! And I was on, I was at the hospital and I, so I ended up walking into the hospital with this big hole in my pants and I had to stand in such a way or sit in such a way that you wouldn't be looking like right at my leg and my underwear. Cause oh yeah, I think I could get arrested for some sort of exposing yourself sex crime. The pants were. So then I'm at a mall and, uh, I decide I need a new pair of jeans. And, uh, and God, there's nothing worse than like buying clothes at the mall. And but you, you got to try them on because Levi's quality control, as I've mentioned, is so crappy that if you buy three pairs of thirty-three, thirty-fours, which is what I wear, one of them will be so tight you can't get them on. One of them, two of us could fit in, and the other one will be just right, all exactly wow. the same size. That's how bad wow. their quality control is. So I go to the uh, fitting room. And uh, there's a line like, because most of the fitting rooms are closed because of COVID, which is stupid. There's only one fitting room open, and there's a line of like 50 guys there. And I thought, I'm wait, not wait, wait, this. isn't that like the opposite of what you should do to avoid the spread of a disease? Everybody's going to go in the same small room <laughs> to prevent COVID. <laughs> ah, boy. What the bleep? I know, it's all stupid. Anyway, so I decided I'm going to go upstairs to the women's department and see if there's not a line there, because I just want to try in these pants and get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, and hang out in the dressing room, Your Honor. That's and why I was... As I'm going up the uh, escalator, I'm thinking to myself, are fitting rooms men and women only, or are they open for everybody? I wasn't even exactly sure, because some stores, fitting rooms are for everybody. But some stores, they aren't. Anyway, I got got upstairs here. I think it was, well, I won't say the name of the store. I get upstairs and I say, can I use this fitting room? And she says, that's for women only. And I thought, and I didn't get in the argument. I thought, so we have restrooms probably in this store that say male or female on them because you don't want to run afoul of the transgender people. So I could go into the women's restroom and show my wiener to to women, maybe even underage women, in this restroom but I can't try in a pair of jeans alone in a closet in this female. I just thought this, we, we, we live in a crazy world. It is crazy. We live in a crazy mm-hmm. world. It's stupid. The idea is you just shut up and go along. You do what you're told. The and, ID uh, logs will control ye. It's impossible to find a restroom. So my, uh, my, my son has to use the restroom a lot. And uh, so we need restrooms when we're out and about and a lot. It's impossible to find a public restroom. Two reasons. One, COVID. A lot of them are closed for COVID. And two, ever since Starbucks got sued by that, uh, you know, the gentlemen that were there that they thought were homeless or whatever, and then they got sued for being racist, so many businesses have closed down their restrooms now. It's almost impossible to use a restroom in public anymore. That's the society we've crafted. Well, luckily in California, you could go on the street. 
Yeah, that's funny. And My son brought that up the other day. He said, because we saw a homeless camp that was just trash everywhere. He said, how come the homeless people don't have the same rules for trash that we have? <laughs> that's a very good question, I said. Yeah. If I yeah, litter, it's no against kidding. the law. You know, got to keep your yard a certain way, blah, all these different things. Homeless people, they can do whatever the hell they want anywhere. They can have dogs off leash. They can have garbage. Toxins, environmentalists sure. don't care. Doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I do want to get to this story when we come back that China has banned all effeminate men from television, which is kind of funny. <laughs> wow. What What is that? How is K-pop ever going to survive if, if that <laughs> happens? Uh, that's on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, China is the most interesting story in the world, and quite well, maybe, for the next hundred or thousand years, depending on if they end up reigning supreme over the world. And one thing Joe Biden, I think, is absolutely right about, big picture, long term, horrible you know, um, uh, administration of getting out of Afghanistan, but the idea of, look, the future of conflict in the world is us versus China. Let's turn our attention toward that. He's absolutely right about that. Um, and uh, here's another one of those stories. President Xi, in his continuing effort to be the Mao of his time, with all kinds of different new rules for culture that they put out recently, including banning men not masculine enough on television, This is from the Associated Press. China's government banned effeminate men on TV and told broadcasters Thursday to promote revolutionary culture, broadening a campaign to tighten control over business and society and enforce official morality. We all heard the story two days ago about limiting video games. That's part of this. It's part of the whole shaping society. And then the video games that kids can play need to be run through the government and they need to have nationalistic themes that boost patriotism and that sort of thing. So it wasn't all just video games are bad for kids. It's about controlling what people see and hear and think. President Xi Jinping has called for a national rejuvenation with tighter Communist Party control of business, education, culture, and religion. Companies in the public are under increasing pressure to align with its vision for a more powerful China China and healthier society. The party has reduced children's access to online games, is trying to discourage what it sees as unhealthy attention to celebrities. I agree with some of that, just not forced by the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcast. This is the. This is good. You're going to like this. Broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics. <laughs> the TV regulator regulator said. Using Here, here's an- my headline. Can I give you my headline? She says he can't be a she. <laughs> She says no she's among he's. Ah, get back. The communist TV regulator uh, said, using an insulting term for effeminate men, Niang Piao, or literally girly guns. No girly guns on television. Nice job, girly guns. <laughs> what, wow. What an interesting slur. I, I, I love idioms from various languages. They're so interesting. You know, the the colloquial phrases that can't be taken literally. That reflects official concern that Chinese pop stars influenced by sleek, girlish-looking South Korean 
pop groups. There you go. And Japanese singers and actors are failing to encourage China's young men to be masculine enough. Broadcasters should avoid promoting vulgar internet celebrities and admiration of wealth and celebrity. Again, a lot of this stuff I agree with, but maybe the church should be pushing this or your local, uh, you know, Boy Scout troop or something, and not <laughs> the government forcing right. it. You want the Boy Scouts to come out against shaved pop singers, <laughs> and I don't mean like their chin; I mean shaved, <laughs> like a dolphin. <laughs> Like a prepubescent twenty-year-old. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the Boy Scouts to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable ground there. But making you a little more rugged and you know able to take sure. on, the, you know, build Absolutely. a fire, whatnot. Um, Absolutely. Instead, programs should vigorously promote excellent Chinese traditional culture, revolutionary culture, and advanced socialist culture. They're also tightening control over the Chinese internet industries. It has launched anti-monopoly data security and other enforcement actions at companies including games and social media providers uh, so that they can control all of this. The rules took effect Wednesday and limit anyone under 18 to three hours per week of online games that need to be approved by the government, and they're supposed to add nationalistic themes to all their video games. And no girly guns on TV. (laughs) Wow. 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 How interesting That's is that? That's what she said. That is a very Sparta-like. They, they're they teaching their youth. They need to be, you need to all be tough and in service of this country, and that's what we're going to be. Well, uh, putting aside how some of it is silly, you have one culture saying, we're ascendant, we've got to be tough, we've got to be rugged, we've got to be ready to fight. And another society saying, we've got to get as soft as humanly possible. There's no such thing as gender, and anything that that hints of masculinity is something that needs to be stamped out. In fact, it's toxic to society. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, come on, seriously. Regardless of your politics, which society do you think is going to dominate the planet? Whether you like it or not... Do you honestly think the culture that is trying to pretend there's no such things as genders and any aggressiveness is toxic and we need to teach little boys to not be that way? Do you really think we're going to win the day over the aggressive culture? Really? Of course not. Absolutely not. Thank goodness most of America doesn't go along with the woke left and a lot of those attitudes. It's just that they dominate the media and the educational complex that you hear it so much and you start to believe in the media, too. Sorry uh, that you start to believe that it's uh, uh, more commonly held than than it really is. I kind of got girly guns myself. Not sure I could be on TV or radio over there. Drop and give me 20. There's a hole in the show, and you know it's time to go. It's time for Final Thoughts on your feet. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. I couldn't host Jeopardy, but I'm hosting this. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, including Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought. Yeah, a while back, I got into a car accident on the way uh, here to the station, and... Luckily, no fault, no rate increase, and I finally got my car back after 40 days. 40 days. 40 days. They had to find the parts. Mm. Say 40 days and 40 nights if you want to sound more biblical. That's why driving a classic Lambo is not a good idea. You get into a wreck and it's hard to find the parts. Young Alex is our producer. He's got a final thought for us. Alex? Uh, It's getting to be my favorite time of year. It's the end of baseball season. Football's right around the corner. Hockey's almost here. I'm sure my fiancé is as stoked as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Jack, how about a final thought to share with the folks? Well, I've been talking about trying to get motivated to exercise and eat better. This did not help. I just came across a local company called Delta Hand Pies. Hand-delivered hand pies. A hand pie is a pie you can eat with your hands. You don't even need to waste the time to find a fork. <laughs> you just hold the pie in your hand and shove it into your mush. And they got all kinds of different ones. You want uh, you want uh, like meat in there. You want apple in there. Whatever you want. Hand-delivered hand pies. God, I could eat ten of those a day. <laughs> well, I'm going to alter my final thought to continue the hand pie discussion. As uh, old uh, our old friend Salesman Tim pointed out, the normal-sized York peppermint patty had exactly the right ratio of chocolate to peppermint. My question is, does a hand pie have the right crust to filling ratio? I think most pies need more crust, so I think this would be perfect. All right, fair enough. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed any part of the show, get it via podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand at armstrongandgetty.com. See you later. God bless America. Now hold up, everybody. I'm talking over here. Well, I bad and can't care. I don't want to hear a blip from you. I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that. Everything woke turns to sh. Thank you. No, thank you. And we'll be back with more right after these words. I'd love to have hams for hands. (laughs) But then you'd be an amputee because you'd eat your hands. I would. I'm so hungry. On that high note, thank you all very much.